Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Somebody say amen. Take your seats, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And if you are within driving distance in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. A warm welcome awaits you. God is at work here. Lives are being changed, and your life will be changed. Sicknesses are being healed, addictions broken, and Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is so good. And we thank God for all the wonderful testimonies of his goodness and his mercy. And thank God um, for what he's about to do in two nations as we head out into those nations, Uganda and Malawi. Those people are expectant. That expectancy creates miracles. Amen. And we expect to see God's hand at work. So you can pray with us. You can give. There's still time to give. And um, we thank God for what he's about to do. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as we get into the word of God today, no matter where you are, I pray in Jesus' name that allow God to speak to your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been doing a, we're in a series on the, on the message of Jesus to the seven churches in Revelation. And Revelation, for some, uh, for some and it's, uh, it's, it's not an easy book to assimilate, but um, I pray in the name of Jesus that God will open our eyes. He says in the, in the very, very beginning, blessed is he who reads this book. So it's a blessing just to read it. Even if you don't understand everything in it, just read it. It is a blessing. And the book of Revelations, I summarized it in one of the messages. It's, it's a very beautiful book. And I like it because when you get, all get to the end, at the end of the book, we win. <laughs> I said we win. <laughs> we win no matter what happens. We end up on the winning side. So get on the winning side. Amen. Uh, there's so much going on in the earth, and all the signs are, the stage is set. All the, a lot of the signs are being fulfilled for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus can come anytime. Uh, but when it's all said and done, oh, glory to God. It's a message of victory. Amen. So you see Jesus appear to, to um, John and gives him this message. John had been was under persecution for his faith because he refused um, to give in to the emperor and he was cast out to the island of Patmos very isolated place eventually he found a cave and settled in there and in the midst of his difficulties Jesus appeared to him so no matter what you are going through in the midst of your difficulties in the midst of the test the trial I pray in the name of Jesus may you have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and even as we go through this series may you have an encounter with the risen Christ that's what makes the difference. May you hear a word from God that transforms your life in Jesus' name. So we talked about the church of Ephesus. We talked about um, Semana. And then here we, are, we talked about Pergamum. And then we are in the fourth in this series. We are talking about the church of Tyatara today. So I'll go with me to Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2 verse 18. And it says, And to the angel of the church in Tyatara, right these things says the son of god who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass 
I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allowed that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servant to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and heart, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest in Tyre, as many as do not hold this, have this doctrine, who have not known the death of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like, a potter's, like the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my father, and I'll give him the morning star. He was an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. I love this series. It's, 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 it's a blessing to me myself um, to go through it. But let's, let's start with Tartara, the way it was located. So put that map again. Um, all these letters start, starts with Ephesus, and it goes in, in the order in which the letters are written. So um, um, Tartara was like 25. Yeah, so thank you. Um, you see, Tartara is to the east of Pergamon, and it's like 25 miles or 25 to 40 miles east of Pergamon. And it was a strategic city because they set it up to defend Pergamon. We talked about this was the seat of the proconsul. So they set up Tartara as a, as a military town, kind of like our town here, as a defense against Pergamon from invaders coming from the east. So here in Colorado Springs, we have um, it's a military town, and we have people coming and going all the time, uh, several military installations. So here, Tartara was a very strategic city because they set it up to, as a defense against invaders from the east. And you see that as we go through the lesson, um, based on that, why Jesus says some things to them. They had an, an idol or an old, a, a statue in there, and it had a battle of uh, that was lifted up and again was reflecting that defense against invaders from the east. Now, it was also a very important city. Uh, it was one of the smallest towns compared to some of these other ones. And it's, it's interesting that even though it's one of the smaller towns or the smallest towns, Jesus, in this account, when you read it, it's actually the longest letter that is written to the, 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 the town which was least. So it's interesting, even though Jesus, even though you may, you may feel insignificant, even though you may feel very little in his eyes, Jesus knows about you and he writes the longest letter to them. Isn't that interesting? Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that's a little bit about Tartara. And there was all kind of thing, they had all kind of comments that went on. And one of the unique things about Tartara was that they had trade guilds. And for you to be able to get a job in Tartara, you had to belong to these trade guilds. 
And these trade guilds also, when they went to these trade guilds, kind of like our, our uh, union system, uh, if you went to these trade guilds, one of the things that you had to do was you had to um, bow down to an idol, not only bow down to an idol, but also you had to partake of the meal sacrificed to idols. We see that reference here. You just read about that. You had to, to eat meal sacrificed to idols, and then you had to partake in sexual immorality and sexual orgies. So if you didn't go to those um, trade guilds, you couldn't get a job. It was kind of like a body system. If you couldn't get a job, and if you couldn't get a job, I mean, you, and you were put on a blacklist, blacklist. Now look, this person wouldn't come to this trade guild to participate in all this, and it, as a result, I can't get a job, so please don't employ this person. Very difficult situation. So in the midst of that, Jesus is writing to them this letter. They were also, they were also able to produce pepper. Pepper was not easy to produce in that day, but they are successfully produced that in Tartara, and pepper was used for by rich people, royal people. You remember Jesus Christ was clothed in purple. You remember some of the kings were clothed in purple. And even in Acts chapter 16, um, verse 13 to 15, you see this lady, she was a maker of purple. She had come from Tartara, Lydia. She was the first, one of the first convicts in Asia. So he says that, and, and on the Sabbath day, Acts 16, 13, and on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the woman who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia had us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tartara who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to hear the things spoken by Paul. So that's where she was from, and that gives us an indication of, about, about these straight girls as well from the city of Tartara. So now you have a background. Let's go back to what Jesus Christ has to say to them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I, lo I, I love Jesus. And these messages, very, very impactful and powerful and applies to our time. And so he says, to the angel of the church in Tartara, right? These things says the Son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. Let's, let's, let's get into that a little bit. Eyes like a flame of fire. Now, so he's coming and his eyes are, 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 are like a flame of fire. Now, fire has two, two applications. Fire can, can, can burn to ashes or fire can be used to purify. So he's coming to them with his eyes like flame of fire. And based on what we see later on, he, he's coming to them with a message of encouragement, but he's also coming, he comes with a message of correction. So based on how they react, the fire can go two ways. It can either purify them and bring them into God's plan and purpose, or potentially the fire can, uh, can, can do damage as well. It's kind of like uh, sometimes even in, in the home, when, uh, when the parent gets upset or somebody gets upset and their eyes are blazing and, and, and to the child, they are saying, that, look, fix this thing or, or else. And sometimes just by the look in the eyes of the mother or the father, uh, things that the, the child can correct pretty quickly. <laughs> so he's coming with the, eyes of, with, with the eyes of flame of fire and then he sees his feet like fine brass. 
Now, brass was also produ was produced in Tyatara, so these people to them, it, it, it means something. And, but brass is also a very heavy metal. So, he's coming, it feels like fine brass, when you look in, in the Greek where this is originally written, it's like um, clothed in, bathed in frankincense. So brass, always in the Bible, start, is a symbol of judgment. But frankincense was also used by the priest in prayer. See that it goes up as a fragrance, as it represents prayer. So here Jesus is saying to them that, look, I am coming. And if, you, if your feet, it, it, for these military people, it will also mean something to them. They had boots and all that. He's saying that, look, I am coming to you with a message of judgment, but I'm coming very slowly and prayerfully, hopefully, hopeful that you fix it before I get there. All these things mean something. They are not just there to fill pages in the Bible. So he says, I'm coming to you with, with his feet like fine brass. And Jesus, before judgment comes on anybody, is not quick to judge, but before it comes, he's very slow. He's praying that, look, fix it very, fix it before I get there. Then, as similar to all the other letters, verse 19, he says, I know your works. Love, service, faith, and your patience, and as for your works, the last are more than the first. Oh, I love that. If it's going to, before he gets to the part uh, where he's going to correct or what is not right in the church, he talks about what is right. If you're going to talk about the negative, let's start on the positive. That's how Jesus appro approaches it. So I know your works. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. We can actually divide it into two. Your works, the first of it, and then the last are more than the first. So compared to the church of Ephesus, these people, the church of Ephesus had loved their first love. But to these people, he's saying that, look, I know your works, and you are actually doing really well. How you are doing now is better than how you first started. The last are more than the first. Then you can divide it also by love and service. Love and service go together. And then faith and patience or faith and endurance. These go together. Now, he says, I know. Means that by personal observation, by being in the church, I know your activities. I know you personally. And thank God he knows each and every one of us personally. I said he knows each and every one of us personally. I said he knows each and every one of us personally. I said he knows each and every one of us personally. Sometimes you may have your days, you may have your moments. Uh, last week I was talking to, to a certain gentleman and he said, I, it seems that Jesus has forgotten me. I said, no, Jesus hasn't forgotten you. He knows you personally. Your works, that they are more than the first. And then your love. Love naturally gives birth to service. And sometimes, I, I, I forget, but like Pastor Paul was just sharing earlier, you see, sometimes you, you work for God and it's easy to forget, but God doesn't forget. So she was talking about um, there's, a, there's, a, there's some children um, who used to be in the church but are now in the process of migrating to New York. And the single mother, we went there to them, shared the gospel with them, and she said, I may not be able to make it to church all the time, but these kids 
um, need to be in church. If you can pick them up, yeah, sure, take them to church Sunday morning. And she was sharing with one of the kids. She, the child got saved. He was given a Bible, and he took his Bible to, to school <laughs> and said to the teachers, please, can you read the Bible to me? That's what's moving. So whether the teacher believes in the Bible or not, the child is there and says, please, can you read the Bible to me? <laughs> and that's a seed that's been planted. I know your works. I know your works. I pray uh, that, that no matter, uh, we all seek to grow and to develop in our faith and in our walk with the Lord, but no matter how we seek to grow and to develop, may our, our, our faith, and our love results in acts of service. What can I do to help somebody? How can I pray for you? How can I, how can I be a blessing to you? That's what makes the difference. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that in this season and beyond, you will live a life for God. I keep going back to that point because ultimately that's what counts. On the last day when you stand before God, and the Bible says that each and every one of us will stand by their work. I will stand by mine, you will stand by yours. And if your work is a work of gold and it survives the fire, then you, 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 you rejoice. But if not, that's what the Bible talks about, gnashing of teeth. Some people will get to heaven and realize that um, they have nothing. You see, salvation is free. But even then, Jesus paid the price for us to enjoy it. But rewards are not free. They are two different things. So, notice what the Bible says. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, this, there's so much, so much in here. He says that, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, he says, According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another built on it. But let each one take heed how he built on it. For no foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, Precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yes, so as through fire. Each one, every one of us, please. <laughs> Each one's work will go through fire. And then they will test. And there are different kinds of works. Some gold, some silver, precious stones. Those three, you know, will survive fire. Wood, hair, and straw won't survive fire. Everyone's work will be tested. And through your service to God, that's your work. 
When you are kind to somebody, when you pray for somebody, when you lead somebody to the Lord, when you, when you are serving in the house of God, that's your work. So on the last, everyone's work will be revealed. <laughs> and then, if your work survives the fire, it says you will have a reward. What sort of work is it? But if the work is banned, then you will suffer loss. You th- you're already in heaven. You already made it there. Don't deceive yourself. The ranking in heaven won't be the same. No, 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 no. Oh, I pray in the name of Jesus that we will, say, we will serve the Lord gladly. And sometimes, even people that are working in the background will get to heaven and say, Ooh, I didn't realize that all this I was doing was making a difference and it was significant. Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord could be said in Revelations. He talks about the righteous act of the saints. The righteous act of the saints. And that's what being that's that's what is your reward. Please don't, I, I, maybe, maybe God will have us stay here maybe for the rest of it. What you do for God in this life counts. I said, what you do for God in this life counts. And so, fill it up. So that on the last day, you won't suffer loss. And you will not suffer loss on the last day in Jesus' name. I said, you will not suffer loss on the last day in Jesus' name. You will not suffer loss on the last day in Jesus' name. You will not suffer loss on the last day in Jesus' mighty name. Very, very, very important. What are you filling that book with? What are you filling? The book. We talked about this on Wednesday. Books were open. (laughs) And each one of us, we are filling that book ourselves. What are you filling it with? Thank God you will fill it with good stuff. You will fill it with good stuff. You will fill it with good stuff. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's go a step further. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So now he says to them, he's coming. I know your works. I know your faith. I know that you stand strong. I know that you believe in me. I know that you know that I will supply all your needs. I know your faith and endurance go together. Endurance, even in the midst of the difficulties, you stand for me. I know your works. I know that you are standing strong. I know your faith. You declare and you say that, Lord, the victory is in you and we will not give in. We will not stand till we see the end of our faith till we see the miracle till we see a change till we see the breakthrough till we see we i know your faith and faith also grows i know you who you are your activities your deeds then he says that your works are the last are more than the first. So, so really, in our stewardship, we should be increasing and growing as we go along. 
May that be your testimony. May that be your testimony. May that be your testimony. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Then he says that notwithstanding, I have a few things against you, verse 20, because you suffer that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophet to teach and to seduce my servants. Notice that he calls them my servants. To commit sexual immorality and thing, eat things sacrificed to idols. So he starts with the good. Then it goes to what's really going on here that we need to fix. It says this woman Jezebel, most likely this person was a prominent person in the church. And she used that name Jezebel um, bec um, because of the kind of spirit that she was walking in. And the, the first time we see Jezebel in the Bible, the time we see Jezebel, I mean, in the Bible is the wife of Ahab. And she one time went, to, I mean, very, she brought the, the worship of Baal from the north into, 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 the, into Israel. And again, here, it's a, it's a doctrine of compromise that she's teaching. So what was happening was that this woman was saying to the people that, look, uh, if these people are going to exclude you from their trade guilds, and you're not going to have a job and you need to make a living, then just go there and do what you do and then get a job and then let's just move on. <laughs> if that's what needs to happen, just go there, bow to the idol, eat food sacrifice to idols, commit sexual immorality, get so that you can get the job. Does that ring a bell? Just compromise. Just be like one of them. Just fit in so you can get the job. And Jesus doesn't like that. He says to teach. She calls herself a prophetess. A prophet is someone who speaks for God. A prophet is someone who has, a re has revelations, sees, knows things supernaturally by the Spirit of God. But here she calls herself a prophetess. And it's like, it's like that in every generation. They are true prophets and they are false prophets. And, and it will be like that till Jesus Christ comes. So you have to be cautious. You see, she calls herself a prophetess. That means she, she's the one calling herself. <laughs> but what is he teaching? The Bible says that by their fruit, you will know them. If anyone claims anything, all, what I first like to look for is their fruit. The fruit. Jesus talk, talked about this in Matthew chapter 7. Notice this, Matthew chapter 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 14, he, say, he says that because narrow is the gate and, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. The same Jesus is the one that has appeared and to, to, the, to the pastor of the church, giving the message to John to send to the, to, to, the, to the pastor of the church. 
By their fruit, you will know them. By their fruit, you will know them. By their fruit, you will know them. Beware of false prophets, he says. They are true prophets and they are false prophets. So this woman calls herself a prophetess. But the fruit doesn't match with what she, who she claims to be. Because no true prophet of God will tell you to go to idol, uh, where idols are worshipped, commit sexual immorality, go sexual orgies, and, and, and bow down to a God. If any prophet comes to you and tells you something like that, or if you receive a vision, a revelation, and he tells you to worship the devil, tell that angel to get out of here. Amen. Get out of there. <laughs> So that's who she claims to be. And she was using her position in the church to draw people. He says that you allow this woman. Jezebel is that, that kind of spirit in a church. Uh, it, it must have its own way. It's a very manipulative spirit. Jezebel manipulated Ahab to go and kill Naboth for his vineyard, his property, that wasn't his. So that spirit is very manipulative. In, in a church or in a family or in a relationship, it's, it's a very manipulative spirit. And he says, don't allow any, that spirit to thrive in the church. And you've allowed that spirit, this woman, to run loose. 21. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. I give her space. Oh, thank God for the, the mercy of Jesus. If you are bound, he says, I give her time. Jesus is not quick. That's why he says he was coming on the feet of He is not quick. To bring judgment. I give her space. I give her time. To repent. And she did not. Repentance. We talked about this. Repentance is at the heart of the gospel. Repentance is that inner change that re reflects in your outward behavior. If you truly repent, it's going to reflect in your outward behavior. I give her time. I give her time. I give her time. I give her time. God gives you time. God gives you time to repent, to change your mind, and to go in a different direction. But Jezebel wouldn't. She kept persisting, trying to pull people away into a doctrine of compromise. So Jesus said, Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. Give them time. Oh, the mercy of Jesus. One time, a certain man of God was praying for somebody, and he had been born again since he was the age of 13. And I think he was in his 50s or so. And, and see, people don't get in that situation overnight. 
as he was praying, as the Reverend Ken Hay was praying for this person, and he put his hands on the person, and he said he felt a hand grab a hold of him and pull his hands off of the person. So he thought somebody was in the room. And he tried again, and then did that, and then the hand took him off. He said, Lord, what's going on here? And he said, this person got saved at the age of 13. And I'm giving them time to make it right, to live right for God. And they wouldn't. So I judged them and turned them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the last day. Somebody said, what is that? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see that in the book of Corinthians. There was a certain man in the church. He had gone way out there. Maybe we should get on something else. <laughs> and Jesus, again, to keep 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, you see that account all the way to 13. He, he says that, look, don't company with sexually immoral people. And he says that he's not going to judge those who are outside. He's going to judge those who are in the church. And this, this person that was in the church, again, all these, all these, all some, a lot of these churches had the same problem um, with this doctrine of compromise. And so Corinth was another immoral city. So this person, he says that he judged them. 1 Corinthians 5, 5. Deliver such a one to, to the Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Such sexual immorality, a man sleeping with his father's wife. It's not even named among people that are outside. So if this person continues in that, eventually it's going to result in, we're going to lose the whole thing. So it's actually an act of love to turn him over. I know that I didn't say turn him over to God. Turn him over, the devil, is the, the devil is the one that destroys the flesh. Turn him over for the destruction of the flesh that at least will get the spirit. It beats going to hell, doesn't it? <laughs> so anyway, he says, to, he says to Jezebel, this woman that was, he's calling, he calls Jezebel. He says, I'm going to put her out of commission because she refuses to repent. I will kill her children with wrath. He says, I will cast her into a sick bed, verse 22. So a similar situation. Turn it, head her over. I will kill her children, the fruits that have come out. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and heart. I am he that searches the inside. I am he that searches the motive. I am he that searches the minds and heart. So, the fire that came because she wouldn't repent ultimately doesn't end up well. But if, again, even then it's an act of love. Because it's, it's, like, it's like a disease, like cancer. If it spreads, if, if it starts small, if it's not taken care of, it's going to spread to the whole body. It starts very small. 
is going to spread out to the whole body. Very infectious. But he says, I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give each one of you according to your works. Oh, so I didn't finish the story about Reverend Hickenick. So he said, don't pray for this person. We've gone, to, we've, we've gone way out there. You will not get to that point in Jesus' name. You will not get to that point in Jesus' name. Now, 24. Now to you I say and to the rest in Tartara, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the death of Satan. It's those spirits are still around. They keep convincing you to compromise. You can go to church, but, but don't go all out for God. Don't go all in for God. Come and compromise. Why can't you be like, if you, if, you, if you can't be like us, then you are called all kinds of names. Are you in a situation like that? But he says that they have not known that the depths of Satan. So what, they, what these people came along is, they, what the depths of Satan, like the deep things. So those things, those teachings come around and say, no, we have, we've seen some deep things. Deep things, but they are not in the Bible. Death of Satan. Or sometimes it's, it's, it's sugar-coated. It's a false doctrine. The devil is very smart. He has to start with something that you agree on. And then later on, as you go along, it's wrapped up in something else. And by the time you realize, because if, 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 you, if, 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 if the devil wants to poison you, uh, you start with something that seems um, appealing. And later on, it's right that the real poison is in the thing. So it's called the death of Satan. And as they say, I will put on you no other burden. Oh, thank God Jesus doesn't put heavy burdens on us. I say he doesn't put heavy burdens on us. I said he doesn't put heavy burdens on us. And he who overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, I will give him power. I'll give power over the nations. So this group of people in a very small town is saying that, look, if you overcome, that word overcome we talked about is a consistently overcoming. No overcoming one time and then the next time you don't overcome. No, 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 no. You build a lifestyle of overcoming. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, as it's getting worse and worse in the world, you and I, oh, thank God I'm looking at a company of people that will say no matter what, we will stick on God's side. No matter what, we are on God's side. No matter what my friends say, no matter what anybody says, in the name of the Lord Jesus, no matter what the society says, I am on God's side. The word church actually was, was used. Is this too much for you? Okay. The word church actually came out from Athens. And in Athens, they had Athens, they had a group of people, a select group of people. 
who were called out from the people and they 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 they, they, they exercised judicial matters they exercised they were called out from the, the general people and they had the ability to control the atmosphere in the area so we are when we see that we are the church even though we are in the world we are not of the world we are being called out of the world to reflect the excellency of our God there has to, we, we, we ultimately we will be different we have to be different we cannot be like the wild it says let your light so shine that the world will see and glorify your father who is in heaven so if you, if you are like the world, how can the world tell the difference and be able to see the light and come to the light? See? So you, we, cannot, we cannot be. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Your light will shine. Brighter and brighter. What is Jesus 5.16? We are meant to shine in this world. And shine we will. We refuse to compromise. But notice he says, I give her time, space. God gives each and every one time and space. So real quickly, how do we respond to correction? Number one, don't take it lightly. Because here he says that I will rule them. Read a rod. He shall rule them, verse 27, with a rod of iron. That red rule is like a shepherd. The shepherd using his rod. That same shepherd is used to guide. That same shepherd, is, that same rod is used to, 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 to guide and to correct. So how do we respond to correction? Number one, do not take it lightly. If God is correcting you in any area of your life, don't take that correction like, lightly. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's actually a comforting thing to know that God has my interest at heart. God has your interest at heart and he uses that rod to correct you. Because he wants you, he wants you to turn out good. He wants you to do well. He wants you to turn out all right. Jesus doesn't correct you because you don't correct because he hates you. Jesus, you don't correct your children because you don't love them. You actually correct them because you want them to turn out right. I don't correct you because I, I don't like you. It's because I want you to turn out right. A rod of iron. So don't take one, don't take the correction lightly. Two, pray about it. Pray about it. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Respond to correction with prayer. We actually also see that in Hebrews chapter 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says that what kind of a father would he be if he does not correct us? 
God is, and when he corrects us, he's going to correct us with his word. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which he speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, he corrects. If God loves you, he's going to correct you, he's going to chasten. And scourges every son whom you receive. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chasten, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we pay them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? Shall we not rather be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? Shall we not be in subjection and live? Shall we not be in subjection and live? He loves this church. He, he, that he's very interested in the church. We told him chapter one. He's walking among the church. Golden. <laughs> it's the best thing that he has. He has to correct us. Receive his correction in Jesus' name. Pray about it. And then three, respond to it. Respond to it. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. He wants you to turn around. He wants you to walk in the blessing. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to carefully observe all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come and overtake you. I like the overtaking blessings. So I like the correction also. Enjoy the correction. And he'll correct you with his word. He doesn't correct you with sickness and disease. No, no, no. That, that doesn't come from God. He corrects you with his word. Sometimes in my head. But it's for your good. He wants you to turn out. He says it's for our good. Extreme cases like Jezebel and this person that was discovered in, 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 that, that, in the church in Corinthian. That's very extreme. People didn't go there overnight. Normally, he, wants, he gives you time to repent, change your mind, change your attitude, change the direction that you're going. In 1 in, in Samuel chapter 15, we see, we see Samuel, we see Saul, he missed it very badly. So, so, so verse 12, verse 22, he said, he said to him, so someone said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rum. Obedience. 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 Dr. Oral Robert said, his mom told him, Oral, Obey God. It was a mighty healing evangelist that came along. Obey God and keep small in your eyes and you will touch the world. Obey God. Walk in humility. It's better than sacrifice. To obey. So when he corrects, you make a decision. The Lord, I'm going to fix this area so I can keep walking with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then finally, he says to him, 
Glory be to the name of the Lord. So he says, 27, he shall rule them with a rod of iron, then they shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I've also received from my father. And then he responds with more encouragement. And I will give him the morning star. So no matter what you are going through, there is light at the end of the tunnel. When you overcome, he will give you the morning star. When you overcome, there is light. When you overcome, when you are too strong for God, when you have testified for God. Oh, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, he said that they that turn many to righteousness shall shine as stars forever. Ten people to righteousness. Ten people from darkness. They shall shine as stars. I will give him. I will give him. I will give him. The morning star. Thank God for Jesus. Somebody say thank God for Jesus. He who has an ear. Let him hear what the spirit. Says to the churches. He's talking about your spiritual ear. The Spirit of God is always speaking, like he's speaking this morning. But do you have an ear to hear? Do you want to hear? I will give him. I will give him. I will give him the morning star. I know your words. I know what you're going through. But there's some areas that you need to correct. Go back to your new, new Year resolution and mid-year. What did I really want to do for God? What did I really want to do with my life? Am I on track? He says, I give us time to repent. And I will give him. And I will give him. I see you overcoming in Jesus' name. I see you overcoming in Jesus' name. The fact that he says he overcomes and keeps, verse 26, and keeps my works until the end. The more faithful you are, the more command or authority you gain spiritually. Very important. He says, I'll give him power over nations. You are faithful in that neighborhood. Next, next thing you know, more. So him that is faithful, more is given. Be faithful with your time, your talent, your treasure. And say, Jesus, it's getting dark and dark in our nation and, and the nations of the world. Your coming is closer than ever before. But Lord, I will stick with you until the end. I may not understand everything, but the ones that I understand, I will endeavor to walk in it. And as you walk in it, I see your authority. Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He who searches the mind and hearts, he knows what's on the inside. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. 
email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. 